Hi. Hi. Welcome to Sip, Survive, and Repeat. I like how we're getting faster with that because mm. we know what's up. We have a pace. <laughs> Janelle's doing cheerleading moves. It's great. That was a good V. Thank you. That good. My that's a T. Wrists. Yeah, they're not bent. No. Oh. That, is, that is pet Denise Peeve. Spinell, our cheerleading coach, would have kicked your ass if your wrists were bent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shout out. Yeah, Tracy Sidlowski mm. was our coach, and she would have been like, no, absolutely Mm-mm. not. Nope. nope. No, get it together. Nope. Um, hi. hi. I just, I feel like I have, like, chocolate on my mouth. I'm sure I don't, but these no, are delicious. Don't. Kirkland Nut Bars. Mm. with a little cocoa drizzle and sea salt and they're somewhat healthy yeah I don't think they're healthy on Weight Watchers because Weight Watchers does not like nuts no why I don't understand that I don't know or avocados oh they don't like avocados no, which is bad because is like I just I one of my favorite things to eat is um like a out. turkey and avocado wrap yeah you well, guys know what I'm talking about don't eat it on a wait seven points no I'm already I mean here's the thing I may have had some reheated Papa John's pizza for lunch, so I'm going to be with, I'm going to go with, I'm over my points for the day already, because I also dipped that in ranch. I also <laughs> ate 45 points on Tuesday, and then, yes. I just, then I stopped. I'm like, forget it. I'm done for the week. I'm already over. Here's the thing. My mom is doing Weight Watchers with me, and oh. so, and she invited me to dinner tonight because she's watching Declan, so I'm going to go over there after this and have dinner with them, and I already know chicken breasts are involved. <laughs> And I'm sure like a vegetable. Like, of course. She's like very, a broccoli. She's or... like, I don't know. But whatever it is, it's going to be something healthy because mm-hmm. my mom, well, A, my mom's a dietitian. Did I ever tell you that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. My mom was a dietitian. Um, now she only worked for probably like 10 years mm-hmm. because her and my dad waited to have kids, but like she did work. Um, and so she was a dietitian and she kept her certification all these years because she was like, well, if anything ever happens to your father, I can just jump right back into that job scene. Yeah. So she kept her certification all these years. So she like kept up on like changing trends and all that stuff. And she's always told me Weight Watchers is like the best. Really? That makes me feel better because some of the points I don't agree with. I know. Like, why can I have a skinny cow ice cream sandwich for four points, but I can't have a fucking avocado? I mean, you can have a fucking avocado. I can, but it's like eight points or 12 points. I know. I don't, I don't like it. Listen, I I don't know all of the the rules and regulations. Or almond butter. Why can't I have almond butter oh. with my apples with some cinnamon and salt? Oh, that sounds delicious. It's it's like my go to when I'm snacky, but now I don't eat it because well, now I, I just, go. You know what I eat? An apple. That doesn't it. do it for me though. Macintosh apples are my jam. A lot of people don't like them. I guess. Mm, I like the Granny Smith, but the soft. I want to be able to put my thumb in it, and it's got to be like soft. That's the grossest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> not like, not mushy. It I just know, needs to be. I know, but soft apples are so gross. Oh, I love them. No, that's why I like Macintosh apples, because they're they're so, not as crunchy. Yeah, Macintosh, I can do Macintosh. In fact, I think I have Macintoshes in my fridge right they're now. They're my all-time favorite, and they usually only have them at the grocery store this time of year. Mm-hmm. And so I have been, I like literally buy them in bulk. I go to Trader Joe's. They have bags of them. I'm just like, and I'll get another bag. You're like, I'll take a case of wine and a case of <laughs> apples. Take, oh, yeah. By the way, everyone. We're drinking because we need to get to our friends at Magna Wine Boutique, mm-hmm. which we haven't yet this, well, for the month of November. So they might not even so be ready week for we'll, us. Yeah, yeah, next week we'll make a trip. Um, maybe we should go together if you have time. I know you're busy, but um, we should. so busy. We should ask them if they have more of that chocolate wine because I'm almost out. I'm going to give you one of my bottles because okay. I, I have bottles left. Great. Remind me before we leave. Um, okay, so we're drinking Two Buck Chuck from Trader Joe's because I bought a case because it was it was ease Jenny and she's gonna buy a case of two buck chuck it was ease of grabbing because I was with my son who if you guys don't know is quarantined currently from school because his teacher had COVID and so now none of his class can come to school for two weeks even though he has no symptoms and is completely out of his mind running around the apartment um sounds fun it's neat um so what was I going to... Oh, yeah. We went to the grocery store yesterday, which is Trader Joe's, because it's, like, attached to my apartment building, which is so convenient. Um, and I got all the, like, you know, mom-friendly stuff, like little snackies and apples and all that deliciousness. And I got talked into a can of whipped cream. I, I like, don't even like whipped cream, but, like, got You're talked like, into sure. it. And then today, after lunch, he's like, can I have strawberries with whipped cream for dessert? I'm like, that's a freakishly healthy dessert. But, yes, you may. Um, and I had strawberries with non-fat vanilla Greek yogurt. It's delicious. So wait, are you back on the Weight Watchers train? Kind of. Okay. But then I, I wanna... had Papa John's pizza. 
So, so are you like me where like one meal ruins it all? Yes. That's how I am too. I'm yeah. all or nothing. So like breakfast was fine. I had a piece Cause of... Because I want it all or, or nothing, nothing at all. Kenny is going to kill us. <laughs> Boy bands. Um, so I had my sprouted grain toast. Which, oh, have okay. you ever had sprouted grain? I have not. Ezekiel bread. It's made out of not flour. Oh. And so it has a lot less points. What's it made out of? Grains? Grains. Seven different grains. You have to refrigerate it all the time. You do, because it gets moldy quick. Okay. So keep it in the fridge. How many points is that, do you think? These people um, don't care. Dep- I know you guys don't care. Whatever. Well, I'll stop, at, I'll stop talking about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about Nobody it after, cares. but in case yes. anyone listening cares, the Trader Joe's version of Ezekiel bread was one point per slice. Shut up. So true. Okay. I think the Ezekiel version might be two points. Mm-hmm. Not sure, though. Anyway, um, but then, yeah, then I saw the leftover Papa John's in my fridge and I was like, why awesome. not? <laughs> so for lunch, I had that, two pieces of that mm. and a breadstick. Mm-hmm. And I ran out of the ever fabulous garlic <laughs> butter sauce that I like to slather on it. So I had ranch with it. You could have made your own, just some butter, melt some butter and put some garlic powder in there. I know. Salt, garlic salt. Yeah. So long story short, lunch was a bust. Breakfast was Okay. Dinner will be fine. So it's like an overall probably 40-point day because I fucked it up at lunch. But yeah. I, here's the thing. You can't just give up because you had one bad meal. I know. I know. I know. And I, this is the pro- that's the journey I'm learning through this. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be fine. Me and Danelle have decided that repeating outfits during the week is fine. Did, Kenny, did you notice? So we recorded on Monday, and I was wearing the exact same thing. No. You wore that to... Um, I think he wore that to the animal shelter. Oh, so it's when I saw you. I think on so. Mon- on Monday. Tuesday. Tuesday. Jeez, I did, cannot get my taste <gasps> straight. BT dubs, everyone. Me and Danelle went to a shoot. We work for a TV station, as you may be aware. And so we had a shoot on Tuesday at the Animal Protective League here in Cleveland. Shout out. They're Shout amazing. out, you guys. And Oh, my God. I can't believe we forgot this. And... Uh, we interviewed them about a fundraiser they have coming up called Furball and fur, and they had a, a little kitten and we were showcasing the kitten and talking about all the things that the Furball helps benefit. And I asked the name of the kitten and the kitten's name is Lizzie Borden. And I was like, oh my God, you guys. We were freaking out. No one else was freaking out, but we were freaking we out. We were freaking out. And I was like, let me tell you Jenny about Lizzie Jenny kind Borden. of considered getting the kitten, I feel like. A li- like a small piece of me was like, I should probably, this is a sign. I should I'm allergic, but I'm going to get it. Yeah. But I left we there didn't. and I feel like I definitely was already a little coffee. <laughs> and I didn't even touch the cat. Yeah. Yeah. But probably I think just good- being in the APL in general makes yeah. me a little. Coffee. Wheezy. Yeah. Wheezy, not queasy. I I don't get queasy around animals. I love them all, even if I'm allergic. Even if I'm highly allergic, I still. You're working on the cat game. I feel like. Yeah, I think. I think a two to three year plan for you. And I think speaking to an allergist would be a good step. Yes. Yes. Here's the thing. I'm not. I'm not getting. Todd's allergic, and we have a cat. I'm fine. I'm not getting anything until I have no dogs. So Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to get a companion for Sedona. Sedona is my one and only. Yeah, she's not going to be down with that. But. If I don't have a dog and I need a new pet, I'm thinking a cat would be okay. Danella's shaking her head yes to the chuck. Too much. It has chuck. a little bit. I think I've thrown up so much wine yeah. that it has a little bit of a like reminiscent of a like one of my throw up sessions. Wow. Okay. But once you take it in, it's really good. That is not <laughs> complimentary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also not an alcoholic. I just sometimes will drink too much wine here and there, not often. And I will throw it up. I just, you, as you all know, I, I think you all know, I throw up a lot in yeah. general. So, I mean, I've thrown up so much red wine that it doesn't phase me anymore. Like, I'm like, oh, it tastes different coming up, but it's But the fine. taste of it it's is like really dec- good. Yeah. yeah it's I not, mean, it's decent. It's not really good. It's not like, oh, let me back that train up a little but bit. But here's the thing. For my nightly glass of wine while I'm watching Forensic Files, it's It's going to work. It's not something I would swirl and sniff. Let's just say that. No. I feel like I... I'm fine with the fact that I got 12 bottles. I'm excited to also intersperse some new wines as I drink them. So and now each time I go to Trader Joe's, I don't have to freak out. But here's the thing. I had zero wine. Yeah, that's a I problem. I put Declan to bed one night, like Tuesday night, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to have a glass of wine. I had like half a glass. Mm. 
and then I was out of wine. And I was mm-hmm. like, and what if the pandemic <gasps> happens again? Like, what if we're quarantined again? Yeah. I need to have it in bulk. I need a couple boxes on hand. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So I got this. This was kind of like my box wine alternative because it's basically samesies. Yeah. And then, <clears throat> excuse me. And then um, next time I go to Trader Joe's, then I can pick up just like two nicer bottles mm-hmm. and like add them to the collection. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like this is a long intro. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Do you think people have tuned out by now? Probably. <laughs> All right. Should we talk about survival story? Yeah. Okay. Can I go first? So I don't forget mine. Yeah. Okay. Great. Because <laughs> I, I just listened to it. Perfect. Um, <laughs> I have to give mad props to where I found my story, which is I survived the um, A&E special, but it's in the app form. Oh. And don't steal it, Jenny, because there's a lot of good nuggets on it. Hence, it's called I Survived. So I can take any of those stories. Is this a podcast? It's a podcast. Okay, the podcast of I Survived. And this particular podcast, the um, survivor is actually narrating the whole thing. Oh. And she's a wonderful, lovely voice. I feel like she should do audiobooks. Her Mm. name is Ellen Halbert. Yeah, we've already done that one. No, we haven't. (laughs) No, we haven't. Oh my God, Jenny. (laughs) I almost had a heart attack. (laughs) Bitch. Well, it's <laughs> such an asshole. It's 1986 in August. Yeah. August 29th to be exact. <laughs> Sorry. In Austin, Texas. Good. And um, Ellen lived in a very safe town. Um, she, I think it's like a suburb outside of Austin. Mm-hmm. And she was married and she had two teenage sons. I almost said boys. Same thing. Whatever. I am going to be honest with you. I love that Declan is little and like so precocious, but I'm, I'm a little excited for him to be just like a touch older where he just like wants nothing to do with me sometimes. Yeah. But when he's that age, you're going to be like, Oh, I miss when you wanted to do things with me and hang yeah, out with I me. know I will. So that's why I'm like trying to not wish it away. What age does that happen? Do you think like 10, 12? I don't know. Kenny, you're a boy. When did you not want to hang out with your mom anymore? I can't remember. I'm assuming like around puberty. Yeah. Like 12? I like think, yeah. I think I was like... 10, 11, 12. Because like for girls, it's like until 10. I feel like yeah, it's like, is, you're so annoying. Basically, uh. Izzy, my stepdaughter, just basically stays in her room. Oh, how old is she? 10? She just turned 11. Oh, um, yeah. So she's preteen. She's preteen. She's probably a little... I'm sure she's a sweet girl. I don't mean it this way. But like when I was a preteen, I was a little bitch. Yeah, I think all girls yeah. become little bitches. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to deal with that at least. Yeah, that's true. I Other see than her. Izzy. I, I see her I see her once per week. But so. Declan's not a girl like no. I would rather raise a boy, I think, than a girl. Yeah. I think he's definitely gonna be all up in mom's business for a hot minute here. Mm-hmm. But and I'm you, got a, you got a couple years. Yeah. It's take fine. it in. Soak it in. Soak it in, mama. Um, so Ellen went about her day. She was in the real estate industry. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure her days, like some days she's probably like going to look at houses, whatever. But this particular day she was kind of like moseying around the house. She got in the shower, took her shower. And then when she got out of the shower, she grabbed for her towel and wrapped it around her. And she noticed a dark figure in the corner of her bathroom. And it was just a premonition. She thought for a minute. It was a shadow. It was a shadow. And then she realized it was a man. No, no. Dressed in a ninja costume. And just picture this for a minute. I am because my kid's going to be a ninja for Halloween. (laughs) So I immediately am picturing five-year-old Declan. You're not going to like this story. Yeah. And just so you guys know, this is a very gruesome story. So it's... I think I've actually heard this one. Have so you? I'm like terrified. Ooh. It's real well, gross. Well, he's dressed in full ninja gear. In mm. fact, he's got like black gloves on. He's got the mask. He's got like the things tied. Well, Jenny, you know, you your son's gonna be a ninja. Good God, he had things tied in his hair, like around the head, like ninja. Oh, like, oh. So he was like full. She said the only thing she could see were his eyes, Terrifying. which is creepy as shit. Yeah, and which is um, will be my son because for COVID. <laughs> Halloween, you have to also wear a mask. So. On top of that? No, I mean, he, his costume actually came with a mask. Oh. So, and the only thing you can see are his eyes. Oh. Well, so. don't think of, of the story. I won't, because okay. if I it's, imagine... Okay, go It's ahead. gross. Okay. Um, and I feel like I would have thought this. At first, she, like, thought it was a joke. And I think, I, because it's so outlandish, I'd be like, who's punking me right now? Like, who's oh my God, dressed no, in a ninja? I would be screaming. I would, you know who I think it would be? James. 
James. So really sidebar, sidebar. So I was driving by, where did I go? Oh, we went to Mexican, Jenny and I did. And then afterwards I, I stopped at Lululemon to look at their sale rack. And, um, I was leaving the place where Jenny lives and her neighbor who we've seen before was like hanging out near a a light pole near her house. So I texted Jenny and said, Jenny, I would drove by your apartment on my way out of the, out of where you live. And I think I saw your neighbor, James hanging out by the light, like light pole by himself, just like standing there was at him. And she was like, yep, that's where he was. It sounds about right. And he, he has a dog, but he wasn't with the he was dog. Just, he was taking in the scenes by Why? the light pole. <laughs> Why? Poor, poor James. Okay. Um, where was I? Okay. Dang. So after she thought maybe it was a joke, she thought to herself, Maybe I'm dreaming. Like, why is this man in a, in a ninja costume in my bathroom? I mean, that that part is definitely weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she said, quote, it was the biggest knife she'd ever seen that he was also holding in his hand. And he was holding it above his head. Uh, no. So he was in like in a, a ninja pose. He was in a ninja pose. No. Stealth. Like this. <laughs> That's not with stealth. His... <laughs> Danelle's making a... Okay. Emotion. It's amazing. Okay. She looks like a ninja with, imagine like a katana, if you know oh, what that is. I don't know what that is. It's like a, a ninja sword. That's over, how I'm picturing it. Like a, over his head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So she, um, I'm trying to read my handwriting. It's something. Uh, <laughs> basically, he starts screaming at her and tells her to get on the floor. And they scuffled a little bit like she wasn't just listening to him and they and remind you she just got out of the shower so she's just in a towel this so how awkward is that that you're moist probably naked also like you know wrestling with this ninja person so i have nuts stuck in my throat excuse me (laughs) sorry from the nut bar (laughs) okay not actual nuts okay oh god um so they made it to her bedroom. So the bathroom was obviously connected to the bedroom. Mm. And um, they were still like fighting, I guess. And he backhanded her. <gasps> How dare he? And she falls to the ground. And she's like, Mm-mm, this motherfucker is not going to knock me to the ground. So she gets back up and he backhands her again to the ground, to the floor. So by that time, she realizes like he's going to overpower me. There's not much I can do at this point. Mm. So she found herself at the end of the bed mm-hmm. and um, he walked over to her and this part was kind of weird. He dragged the knife across the top of her feet. <gasps> yes. Just as like yes, a, I remember this. Just as like a, like a look how sharp my fucking knife yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he said, I just want you to know that my knives are a lot bigger than your knives. And she was like, how do you know how big my knives are? Like, Yeah, like, you haven't been in my kitchen. Like, you don't know what kind of knife set I have from Macy's? Listen, from. bitch. Um, so he then proceeded to um, tie her arms and, and legs together. Mm. And he took off his mask and then put it on her face. And then Ew. he said something to her, which is really weird, where he was just like, I feel bad <laughs> for you that you can't see my face right now because I'm really handsome. Like, girl, he's, like disgusting so Mm -mm. she said he was like then he started pacing back and forth and was asking her like how much money she has um you know how expensive her house is this is a nice house like where is all your money at blah 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 blah. and she was saying anything she's like it's tied up in this house right like that um nice lamp there yeah that was a million dollars I don't have any money no she was saying everything she needed to say like I will drive me to the ATM I'll give you everything in my bank account like I'll write you a check, like whatever you need, I'll give it to you. If you just let me go. Her biggest fear was that she was going to be raped. Oh God. And, but he's super good looking. So like that shouldn't be a problem. Right. Right. Exactly. Cause who, who, yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm. (laughs) I'm being facetious for those people who don't understand what I'm saying. We're totally making light of it. But the scariest part is, is that he knew that her husband was gone and her two sons were gone. So he knew she was alone in the house because he had been hiding in the attic for two days. And he reveals this to her. He said, basically he was just like, listen, 
it's gonna things are gonna get ugly and I just want you to know that I know no one's coming home because I've been watching you for two days because I've been living in your attic for two days so we had snuck in our house two days prior when no one was home and basically watched all their movements all their like routines everything for two days and then he climbed his ninja ass out of the attic and and here's where they are now um so he then proceeded to rape her which Mm -hmm. we won't go into that which was horrifying for her obviously um and he also said after he was done raping her that no one would catch him so don't even try to escape like no one's going to catch him he's going to get away he's very just like all over the place saying all these like weird pompous things um after he raped her he leaves her tied up on the bed and he goes and takes a shower because whatever um so then he puts back on his ninja suit because naturally you've got to he brings in a he finds her checkbook she must have told him where it was brings in a check and fills it out for six hundred dollars and makes her sign it and he tells her his name which is troy wickley and she makes the check out to him for six hundred for six hundred dollars sir Yes. So then after that, she thinks that now that he has the money, $600, he's going to leave. No. He makes her hop into the bathroom at this point because her her feet are still bound. And he re-ties her arms together. And he makes her get down on her knees and put her face to the floor. So her butt's kind of like in the air a little bit. Ass up. Ass up, face face down. down. But not in the way you want it to be. Not in a good way like the songs say. Not in like, right. Not uh-huh. like a doggy style way. <laughs> oh my God. TMI. Gross. Okay. So, sorry, Becky. That's the second time I've had to apologize to her. Yeah. Quit um, talking about shit like that. Sorry, Becky. God. <laughs> Which we still never drank her wine. She asked me about oh, the shit. blueberry wine. I'm like, shoot, I forgot about it. It's downstairs. God Maybe next it. week. Yeah, next week. Okay. Okay. Um, so she's on her knees and face down. Sorry. Up. Sorry. And he she feels something really a big a giant blow to her head and it like knocks her over on the side Uh-oh. and then he stabs her in her left breast and then he picks her back up like what sets her back the, up what was the blow to her head it was a hammer no it was a hammer so he's a hammer now and a knife he she gets another blow so she doesn't have big enough knives for him but she has big enough hammers right i don't okay. know if he brought the hammer or <laughs> he found the and he's just ignoring us i know um <laughs> So then he gives her another blow to the head. Uh-huh. She falls over and then he stabs her. Like she can feel the knife going in and out multiple times. Uh, that Then it gets real gross. So no. it's, this keeps happening over and over. This is like a two hour ordeal. No. Then he tries, two hours? Yeah. I mean the whole thing is like a two hour oh, ordeal. okay. I thought you meant the stabbing no, portion. No, no, no. And I was like. No, no, no. The fact that she lived though is pretty amazing. So, oh yeah. This is called Sip Survivor Pete. Right. And remember that because this part gets real nasty. So okay. he then tries to stab her. So her head, her face is down and in the back part. of her skull. Mm-hmm. And he tries to stab her in the skull. Uh-huh. But he can't get the knife in. Uh-huh. And there's so a skull in the way. There's a skull in the way. So he takes the hammer and pounds in the knife with the hammer. No! And she, she's, a, she's in and out of consciousness at this point. But she feels it, obviously. Mm-mm. And then he can't get the knife out because he's jammed it so far in that he puts his foot on the back of her head and is pulling the knife. And he said, she said that he's wiggling her head around like a rag doll, trying to get the knife out. Finally, it comes out. And then I threw up all over your floor. And I'm telling you, if you do listen to the I survive podcast, she's telling it in first person and it's just heartbreaking. This woman is just a powerhouse. The fact that she's lived. So, um, I have a headache suddenly. Yeah, you'll think. <laughs> Ugh, so then he, and the fact that she's still kind of in conscience, consciousness during this time yeah. uh, through all this is, is also amazing, but also sad. Um, he then takes her left arm and she's like, oh God, he's going to steal my, he's going to cut my fingers off for my ring, for her no! wedding ring. Oh my God, I hope not. So she says, she started praying and just said, please God, don't let him cut my hands off. And he's trying to get her ring off Yeah, and he, it comes off. So <gasps> he doesn't have to cut her fingers. So he steals her ring. And then he stops beating her and he goes away. She doesn't know where he goes. She doesn't know where he is. She's a ninja in the night. She moves her head to the side and he sees her. So he's in her bedroom. And she said he's laying down on the bed. He took his clothes off. Because he's exhausted. He's exhausted. Took his ninja suit off and is laying in her bed. So she turns her head to the side and he he sees her. 
and he comes back over and starts beating her again and then she passes out so she comes to again she wakes up and again he's nowhere to be sound sound he's nowhere to be found and she knows in her mind that if she doesn't get out of the situation she's going to die yeah like he's either going to come back and kill her Mm -hmm. or she's going to bleed out so she's like you know what it's all or nothing here so she slithers across the bathroom floor Mm -hmm. she doesn't see him anywhere and then she slithers through the bedroom and then she has a flight of steps to go down. Aww. So she throws herself down the steps Ugh. and makes it to a, a phone. And this, this is, is 86. So I was you know say, it's like days before cell phones. So it's like either a phone on the wall or like a cordless phone situation. No, 86, there were no cordless phones. No, really? In 86? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. So it's a phone on a wall. Yeah. Somehow she probably pulled the cord and knocked or it Or it could be on a table. It could be on a table. She gets the phone. There's mm. so much blood on her and in her eyes. She can't even like see the numbers. So out of muscle memory, she dials for her parents who live three minutes away. Oh God. Thank God. Oh God. So she gets her parents and she explains to her best ability what has happened. And her parents arrive to, they immediately come over and she blacks out. But then she comes to whenever her dad enters the room because he started screaming once he saw her. Yeah. And then they immediately call 911 ambulance comes she's on her way to the hospital and she said the last thing she remembers is the emt saying i don't think she's gonna make it no and in her mind she was like fuck this this guy's not getting away with this and she blurts out his name to the emt yes but dumbass gets caught three hours later because he's trying to cash the check yes at the bank yes but she still had the wherewithal to like say his name and also hearing the EMT say that she was like, I'm not going to die. Like Mm-mm. this is not going to happen to me. So she goes into surgery. She has over 600 stitches, <gasps> mostly in her head. Oh. And, um, she survives. Yes. After the attack, she moved back into her home. She said it didn't, it wasn't the home that attacked her. She felt comfortable living there. She said she just got like a nice upgraded security system. Mm-hmm. Um, she said she felt very, um, she quoted like a throwaway, meaning like she was, she felt like she was grotesque because her head was shaved and she had all these scarring and stitches. And she said she went through so much trauma afterwards, but she did yeah. reach, she did reach out for help. She went to a rape crisis center. Mm-hmm. She went to counseling. She got her shit together. She, um, she found strength through a lot of like the local support groups that she utilized And she said the one thing she learned and that she would like to push out the message is that no matter what happens to you that's traumatic, talk about it. Mm -hmm. Because the more you talk about it, the more it heals. Every little bit, every time you talk about it, a little bit, a piece of her healed. So that's what she did. She just wouldn't stop talking about it. Um, So during this time, he is brought to trial and he gets life in prison. Mm Mm-hmm. And she got to testify, which she said was she found a lot of power in. And um, so he got life in prison. He's still in prison to this day. Mm -hmm. And um, let's see. She did say after the fact, and I'm sure a lot of rape victims maybe feel this way, that she thought everyone saw her as like a rape victim. Like Mm -hmm. people, she said, the worst thing someone said to her after the fact was everything happens for a reason. And she was like, no, fuck you. Like, she's like, all I wanted people to do was like, give me a hug and tell me everything was going to be okay. Like, don't try to fix it. Don't try to like, whatever. She's like, I felt like I was walking around with an R on my forehead. Um, but that healed, you know, over time. And she actually did so much volunteer work that she was appointed by the governor of Texas to, um, the board of criminal justice. And she was the first victim on the board Mm. and she served on that for many years. And that, helped her start her own program for a rehab facility for women mm-hmm. who've been through traumatic events. Um, her marriage did not work out. She said her husband just was, uh, she called him a narcissist and said that he couldn't understand her healing process. So she actually met someone through one of her support groups oh. and they've been happily married for 27 years. Oh my God. Yes. And she's doing phenomenal. She also was at one point the head of victim services for the county. Mm-hmm. So she's made a career out of this and helping yeah. people. She said to this day, I think she's in her 70s now, she still visits prisons to tell her story. And she also likes to connect victims with their accusers and let them talk about how victims the, with their attackers. Attackers, thank you. Victims with their attackers. And she likes them to talk through. She likes the victims to explain to the attackers how they 
like ruin their lives pretty much. And she said there's some healing in that. I don't know if mm-hmm. it's the actual attacker or just attackers in general. I don't know. <clears throat> um, but she's pretty amazing. And um, she said she's very happy and she's a wonderful life. And um, yeah, so that is the story of um, Ellen Hulbert. Wow. Amazing. And the episode's called like The Ninja in the Attic or something. That is disgusting. Well, that caught my eye. About it was like a ninja in the attic. The knife and the pulling it out. Yeah. That makes me want to throw up. It does. Just so we're all aware of what kind of nausea I'm dealing with right now. Yeah. It's very descriptive. <laughs> and again, in her episode, her actually physically describing it, it's even worse. So, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. Because yeah. I've heard it described by other people. And it's terrible. But yeah, she's doing great now. Good. <sighs> Glad to hear oh. it. Um... Okay. I am going to try not to look at my notes too much uh, because I've been told it works out better if I don't. Uh, I watched a show, as you know, I like to do. It was called Obsession Dark Desires. <laughs> so I've watched this before. Yeah, this is a, is this the one you subscribe to? Like your No, oh, that okay. was a different one. But this one is like, it's on Hulu if you want to watch it. And um, it's like a whole series on the ID channel and it's all about like, stalkers basically Mm. so like it's insanity um so i picked one that was really interesting because the guy ended up being a real dickwad and you'll see why in a sack um so this is saint francisville louisiana okay 1999 it's right outside of baton baton rouge louisiana like an hour outside of baton rouge so um, the lady's name is Colette Dwyer. Okay. And she had recently gotten divorced and she has two kids, uh, like school age. I can't, I mean, again, the reenactment, I couldn't really tell, but we'll go with middle school. <laughs> Sounds like right. That. Um, and so she's trying to make it on her own as a single mom and she is working two jobs to try and make ends meet. Uh, she had just moved to St. Francisville because she heard it was a safe town and people were nice and she didn't really have a lot of friends. So... Like so so sad and yeah. sweet, yeah. So, um, she ha- her first job was working at like a convenience store, like a roadside convenience store, and it was a convenience store that you could either get food to go, um, like a walk up counter, or- ahead of its time, huh? Ahead of its time, pre COVID, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you could sit down. There was like a little diner area. Oh, okay, so you could do either. And I think they pumped gas there and like that sort of thing too. Like it was like a roadside sitch, um, and. She worked there. She kind of had, like, the people she worked with, she was kind of friends with, but it wasn't, like, super strong relationships. But she would have conversations with them just, like, to pass the time. And she remembers she was talking to one of her coworkers, who was another woman. Uh, and they were talking about, like, their dream car. And her her one friend said, yeah, I had to save up for two years, and I just got X, Y, Z, whatever. And um, Colette says, oh, my God, I would love to get a Pontiac. Yes, you would, Some queen. sort of sports car Pontiac. Like a Sunfire, you think? No, the Sunfire was like the inexpensive. That's what I had, like, in college. Oh, okay. Like, an inexpensive. This was like the Pontiac, like, grand. You know, like, yeah. I don't know, one of those, like, fancy sportsy cars. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, a car person. Um, so anyway, so she, like, says that as they're, like, wiping down counters and, you know, whatever. She kind of forgets about the conversation. Well, then she's at the counter one day and she's ringing someone up and the man walks up and he throws a set of keys on the counter no. and he says, you want to take it for a test drive? And she looks at him and Ew. she, at this point, again, she just got divorced. She's like just trying to make ends meet yes. and make her kids happy and doing everything she can do to survive. Yeah. And she's basically like, what do you mean? He goes, I heard that's your dream car. And he points outside and there's like some Pontiac, whatever sports car. And she's like, oh, no thanks. Like, I can't afford that. And he says, well, at least let me take you for a spin. Ew, go away. Let me, I, I wrote down the quotes because I was like, I kept that writing. That gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> uh, he said, looking to buy a vehicle? And she was like, no, I can't afford one. And then he said, you want to come for a ride anyway? And then I wrote, ah, creepy. <laughs> Creeper. <laughs> um. So anyway, she basically tells the guy no, and he seems a little like, 
rebuffed like oh you don't want to you don't want to date me no sir I don't so and she was just like I didn't go to bars I didn't date I didn't have time for that like I was working all the time and taking care of my kids like that's what I was doing so um she ends up working a double shift at the convenience store she gets home at 11 30 and when she gets there this guy is waiting for her at her house. Ew, and how did he know? Exactly, nobody knows. Like, he just found out where she lived. And when she gets there, she doesn't see him at first. She opens her door, and mm. that's when he, like, literally comes out of the bushes and just brush, brushes past her and into her home. <gasps> yeah, just like just like if you opened your door here and somebody just walked in with you like, he, like they were supposed to. And he goes in her kitchen takes out a cup gets himself a glass of water like he knows his way around her kitchen yeah and sits down and is like I really want to take you out like let me take you out for a drink and at this point she's terrified and her kids are at her ex-husband's house for the weekend okay and he goes I know your kids are with your ex this weekend I know you have time like I want to take you out for a drink He's just sitting in her house drinking water. And this is 99, so it is pre-cell phone. Like, much, most yeah. people don't have cell phones at this she point. Had, she did have a cell phone. But it's like a prepaid situation yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. right? It wasn't in like... In her, like, glove box or something. Yeah, it was in her car. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just, like, Natsurama. He just walked in. She was freaking out, as she should be. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm going to go. So She's in her own house, and she's like, I'm going to go. So she just like starts walking outside. He chases her outside. He's like, Colette, let me take you for a drink. Let me take you for a drink. And she's just like, no. no. And so she gets in her car and she just drives away. Okay. So she drives to another roadside like convenience store that's open 24 hours. Mm-mm. And she just like, at this point, she just really doesn't have a lot of friends. You know, like I said, she was just kind of like. But call the police. Yeah. At, the, at this point, apparently she wasn't planning to. Okay. So she goes to this 24-hour roadside, like, convenience store. She parks. She gets, like, a coffee. She sits there until 1.30 in the morning. And then she decides it's probably cool for her to no. go back to her house. Not that I'm victim shaming, but come on. No. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention. Before she left in her car, like, because she busted out of her own house to escape this man, he stopped her and said, don't I get a hug? Again. Then I wrote, ah. Yeah. <laughs> so he hugs her, and she obviously is not hugging back. So it's just like she's a wet noodle, and he's hugging her. Then she drives to the convenience store, hangs out till 1.30 in the morning. But again, it's that thing as women, we don't, we want to be polite. I know. So the fact that he wanted to give her a hug and got that close to do it. Yeah. And she allowed him. Yeah. No. Fuck mm. you. Yeah. You're not touching me. Mm-mm. Yeah. So um, she goes home at 1.30, and then, so she actually, her second job, which I haven't mentioned yet, is that she was the assistant to the fire chief in the town that she lived in. Okay. So when she gets to work that day. Please tell me she tells someone. She does. Okay. So there's a guy who works at the fire station, a first responder. <clears throat> Sorry, I have nuts in my throat still. <laughs> Alan. Alan, the firefighter. Um, she tells him, Hey, can I talk to you about something? <laughs> she tells him what happened. He's like, Holy shit. He's like, um, you're we not going probably, home tonight. <laughs> yeah. We should probably tell someone. So they go to the, the police station and they, you know, make a report. The problem is, is because stalking is what it is. Like there isn't a lot they can do until something happens, which is ridiculous. Agreed. So they, she does file a police report okay. and they said they're going to keep an eye on her house. Um, you know, to make sure that this guy isn't, like, lurking around. And it's not like she has the money, probably, to, like, get a hotel room for them. Like, if that happens right. to, like, someone we know, we would be like, again, we have friends here. She doesn't have any friends. Right. And it's, I'm sure money is very tight for her, so she can't just go to the local hotel and get, like, right. a room for the weekend or whatever. Right. But this firefighter should have offered her, like, his couch, or she goes to whatever. Okay. Get ready. Okay. Okay. So, during this time frame... Um, Derek, who is the guy who was stalking her. Okay. Derek is his name. Derek, uh, enters a neighbor's apartment in the neighborhood. Oh, lovely. 
And they call Colette and they're pissed that her boyfriend has broken into their apartment. And she's like, he is not my boyfriend. And they're like, well, we're going to file a police report. She's like, please do. So they file a police report and Derek gets arrested. How old is Derek, do you think? Would you guess? Like late 30s, early 40s? So he's like, oh, okay. And so is she. Yeah. I mean, her kids being like creeper in the 10 to 13 range, I'm guessing. Um, so yeah, so he gets arrested, which is great. Good. Now, Colette thinks he is in jail. So she decides that she's going to go to this training for the firehouse. And it's like where you go and they like basically are taking measurements for new gear and like, you know, it's like a bunch of stuff for the firefighters, but she needs to be there to like assist with Mm -hmm. all the shit that happens. Yeah. Also because she's a woman and you know, that you assist. In the 90s. In the 90s, that's what you fucking do. Um, Anyway, um, it turns out Derek, not in jail. Because they don't notify you. Mm -mm. So she had, her kids were at the house, and they had like a neighbor come over, like another kid though, another neighbor kid, to like hang out at the house. Well, Derek comes creeping, and he's looking through the windows, Uh and he's like, obviously, it's like, and he's mad because he's been in jail right there's like a full-grown man peeping in your window so the two it was two boys so it was her son and the neighbor boy Mm -hmm. and then she has a daughter okay the two boys grab baseball bats and chase Derek into the woods yes they're like 11 years old they should not be doing that they shouldn't but but yeah, and then Colette feels terrible because she's like, my son felt like he had to be the man of the house and like chase away this. And, and she hadn't told them. She hadn't told her kids that this was happening. So they didn't know who this guy was. They just thought he was some creeper, which he is. But Ooh, they didn't know that. Okay, he was so a, a lot of guilt there, I'm yeah, sure. she yeah. felt very guilty. So um, the, the boys run after him. The, her daughter leaves the house to call the police at another, at another neighbor's house. Um, and then Colette gets a phone call from um the police chief that says hey Derek's out and your kids are missing oh so she's at this training and she loses her shit and she comes back home and she's like holy shit like where like I get she got home at like 9 or 9 30 at night and there's police everywhere and her kids are missing Mm -mm. and she's freaking out and she yells at the police chief and is like he was supposed to be in jail like what the fuck and then suddenly her daughter comes running from the neighbor's house. Oh, okay. So her daughter is safe. But then she's like, where's my son and where's the neighbor kid? Um, and then they come running out of the woods. Okay. Like, we chased this guy and da 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 oh And she figures out that it was Derek, the stalker. Mm-hmm. So she just like is over this. She gets stalked for two more months. What? Wait, even after this, they don't put him back in jail. Mm-mm. So he gets out of jail and goes straight to her house mm-hmm. to stalk her again. Mm-hmm. And they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, so he stalks for two more months. Now, four months after that, um, she gets a phone call. Oh, I'm sorry. No, hold on. He does get arrested after that. Oh, okay. He gets arrested after that. He's in jail. He gets put in jail for nine months. Not long enough, but okay. Yeah. But for stalking, I guess nine. So she's like, <coughs> Colette at the time is kind of ecstatic, like awesome nine months. Like I don't have to worry about him for like nine months. That's amazing. And then, yeah. And at this point, happy times, her and firefighter Alan move hey. in together. I knew and there was a connection there. They're all lovey-dovey. And, um... At first, I was like, is this platonic? But then they ha- in the reenactment, they're like cuddling on the couch, and then they're sleeping in the same bed. So I was like, yes. Um, okay. <clears throat> Nuts in the throat. <clears throat> four, no. months la- four months later now, uh, she gets a phone call, and she said her coworker from the convenience store is at a bar and sees Derek at the bar. So wait, has he served his nine months, or this is four months into his nine-month sentence, do you think? It's probably four months into no, his nine months. No, I'm sorry. No, this is, he's waiting to get sentenced to those nine months. So he's at a bar and he's pissed off. Oh. And the court date has been set. So anyway, so then he gets nine Got months. It. They move in together. So he gets the nine months. Then he gets out. Of course he does. Because of course. And 
He probably was like a a little angel in jail too. Of course, of course. And then he gets out and then there starts being um, murders, rapes and murders of young women Mm -hmm. in Baton Rouge. And Colette has this weird feeling that it's Derek. Mm -mm. She's like, and she keeps telling Alan, the firefighter boyfriend, I don't know what it is. Like, I just have this feeling like it's, it's gotta be him. Like, and then <clears throat> she's watching the reports and the reports are all like, um, it's a white male and da, 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 da. And it ends up being like multiple killings. And so then it's basically a serial killer. And she is like, she knows, can't like, be a white guy. Her- it's definitely Derek. Like what is happening? So then she has to go for another training because she wants to become a dispatcher for the fire department instead okay. of having to work two jobs. Mm-hmm. So she's terrified to leave because she knows Derek is out. She knows that he's probably killing people. Right. Her kids are going to be at the house. And her and Alan both have to go to this training. So he's like, it's fine. We'll have the kids stay at other people's houses. Like, And then Alan's brother is like a police officer in another mm-hmm. county or department or something he'll so stop by the house safe. yeah yeah so they go to this training they're in the middle of everything they're on their lunch break and oh they God. get a phone call because apparently <clears throat> whoever her son was staying with the mother dropped them off at colette and Allen's house and left why don't know derek showed up He's probably just like waiting in a bush. Right. I mean, I feel like he's just living in a bush outside her yeah. house. Yeah. So um, she comes obviously rushing back. And I feel like it was like more than an hour away is where this training was. Mm-hmm. So she's freaking out that her son is there and that Derek is there and that she's like, my son's going to be dead. So she gets there. Everything is fine. But like they saw Derek. <gasps> So she calls the police and she's like, I don't want you to think that I'm a crazy person because I'm going to sound like a crazy person. But the guy you're looking for is Derek. Hold on. This guy. Derek Todd Lee. He has three first names. Yeah. He stalked me and I know that you saw, I know you figured out what car he was driving because at one of the killings, somebody saw him drive off in this particular make and model. It was that Pontiac sports car that he offered to dr- give her a ride in or let her test. test she her. knows. She knows it's him. So she's like, it's definitely him. So the task force, like head task force guy comes to the house, interviews her and is like, I found your file. I know that this guy was stalking you. Like, I appreciate your input. So they end up like finding him in Atlanta and arresting him and they test his DNA mm-hmm. against the rape kits of the people that were murdered, the women who were murdered in Baton Rouge and it matches. Of course. So this fucking guy, he he went from a peeping Tom to a stalker to a full-blown serial killer. To a rapist serial killer. Right, a rapist serial killer. And Colette knew all along that this guy needed to be in jail and like no one believed her until mm-hmm. he started raping and murdering people. I think he killed at least three, maybe four people. Wow. Before That's, they caught him. What is serial killer after three? Three. Yeah. Three is a serial killer. Mm. And it was all within a very short time span. And of course she's watching this knowing it's him because she has this like intuition and like, she's like, terrified for her life oh i forgot to mention at one point he also breaks into alan's house and is staring at her sleeping oh god how and how daring like your boyfriend's a firefighter and they're sleeping in the same bed and he's standing over her part what Mm -hmm. yeah sorry i don't know when that fits into the story but at some point when she's living with alan he fucking breaks in Derek. it just and just stares validates the creep factor like he's not afraid no, he's clearly not he afraid of anything. He said the creepiest thing. Like I said, I kept making quotes on my page. I'm like, oh, no. Ah. Like there's, I made notes that said that. Um, just anyway, Derek Todd Lee is, um, was uh, prosecuted for the murders and the rapes. And he is on death row. Goodbye. He also, his defense tried to say that because his IQ was lower than like, normal mm-hmm. that he shouldn't be tried like he didn't have the mental capacity and they were like ah eh, fuck off like yeah we're no, gonna no, put no, him no. on death row yeah. goodbye so 
Wow. So anyway, so that is the story. So is he still on death row today, you think? I think he is, or he died from like something stupid, like a heart attack. Mm. One of those. Bye. Um, whatever. Strap him and zap him. I don't care how you die. Uh, Colette Dwyer, though, is a survivor, and the fact that she was persistent. And listen to her intuition. And even though people were like, you're a crazy lady, Mm -hmm. like, what are you talking about? She made sure people listened. Yes, she did. Good for her. And her and Alan, I don't know if they ever got married. Let's pretend like they did. Let's pretend they got married and it's the cutest thing ever. And she probably has nuts in her throat too. (gasps) Alan. Oh my God, inappropriate. I'm turning Ah. red. Kenny. Well, speaking of death throat, it reminded me of a story I did see today. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of nuts. This isn't my weird news story. <laughs> oh, but, okay. But uh, there was a guy in death row for cannibalism, and he requested for his last meal a human steak. Stop no. it. It got, it got denied. He didn't get it. But I, just I thought, can't I, believe they haven't killed him. I would, I would I feed like... him an, an all-vegetarian last yeah, dinner. Yeah, I'd be like, here's some hummus. Yeah. Here's some hummus and <laughs> falafel. <laughs> falafel and hummus. I actually had hummus last night. It was delicious. Thank you, Aladdin's. Yeah, I feel like he should be fed like an all-vegetarian vegan diet. Mm-hmm. He sure. just gets carrots. That'd Fuck off. Only. Here's some carrots. <laughs> okay, so the real weird news. Uh-huh. Uh, blank was deemed inappropriate for a Texas neighborhood, and it's relating to Halloween decorations. Oh. Was it that really tall a skeleton from Home Depot? The 12-foot or 20-foot or something skeleton? It was not. I didn't even know that existed. What? Kenny, I need to look this did you up. know? No. Oh my God. It sold out very quickly. It's just of like a giant did. 20 foot skeleton. Yeah, it, it like towers over the tops of people's homes. It is huge and it has gorgeous blue eyes. <laughs> gorgeous blue. Is it my, like my neighbor's rotating giant bat, inflatable bat that yeah, they have in front like, of the yard? But it's not inflatable. It's a 12 foot skeleton. This oh. 12 foot. Like, it's a giant. Oh shit. That's kind of cool. Karen Kilgariff is obsessed with it. So oh. from My Favorite Murder. It's, uh, on eBay, it's $1,200. Yeah. It costs like, I think originally was 300 at Home Depot. That's a lot of money but for Halloween just, decorations. Everyone, they're sold out. So people are just selling yeah. outrageous So amounts. people are doing the thing that they did in summer with pools. Like, you know, inflatable like pools that people yeah. were buying because pools were going to be closed. They were like, yeah, we're just going to buy all these huge skeletons and sell them for a boatload more. But yeah, it's... It it's looks like I can add it to my cart on uh, Home Depot for twelve hundred dollars. Oh wait, no, oh. out of stock. Uh, yeah, there's one in Olmstead Falls, which is like right down the street. Oh, and I saw it in someone's yard, and I was like, oh! they have it. I'm so excited. Our neighbor has like she's super into. She loves Halloween, and her yard looks wonderful. But it she does. has all these inflatables and like these fake like graves in her front yard, mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. the skeleton dogs, and like people sitting on lawn chairs, like the skeleton sitting on lawn chairs. I love it. Um, but what was your question again, Kenny? <laughs> uh, what what Halloween decoration was deemed inappropriate for a Texas neighborhood? Hmm. Halloween decoration. I mean, I would think it's something political. Is it something like Trump related? It is not. It's oh. just pole dancing skeletons. Oh, I mean, they want to fun too. Uh, it's not illegal to pole dance. Yeah, it's actually kind of like there's people in the crowd like. There's a waiter and everything. There's like I think skeletons, skeletons on the pole. Is a skeleton wearing a G-string? No, it's just skeletons with like a wig on. Okay. That'd but, be kind of funny if they were wearing like a G-string or like a... <laughs> with money in it. Yeah. The, the funniest part is it's her homeowners association like called it inappropriate even though everyone like in the neighborhood said they like it. They gotta ruin everything. Home associations are the worst. They, their warning was you better take it down by mid-November. She's like, mm-hmm. I planned on it anyway. I was You're like, yeah, right act- after. after October 31st, dummies. Yeah. She's like, I was going to put Christmas hats on them and leave it up. <laughs> so, so that's what she should do. That's a good one. I like that. I don't understand how that's inappropriate. I don't either. I, I saw one where skeletons were doing a Zoom call. That's kind of fun. It was like a skeleton and a big computer screen and then like pictures of other skeletons. I saw one where it was like a dumpster. Someone put a dumpster in their front yard. And, and then set it, it on said fire? 20, no, it just said 2020. Oh. <laughs> That was their Halloween decoration. And they set it on fire. And then just lit it on fire. <laughs> Dumpster wow. fire. I love it. Okay, well, um, great episode. I feel like good stories all around. Mm-hmm. Um, and serve that guy on death row some fucking beans for all I care. Beans and vegan cheese. We'll see Dick. you guys next week for Survivor Repeat. Bye. Goodbye. Okay,